Welcome back, South Jersey football fans, to the South Jersey football. Seven o'clock. Let's go. We're here. But don't most shows like start? They have a commercial. They come back. They go. You know. And uh, not us. We go right into right it. into it. Right into it. Uh, first thing we're going to do, Mac, is give a little shout out to the guy who brings us here every week, Dave O'Sullivan. Let our fans know about a new digital magazine that he has going on. SouthJerseyImpact.com. Great features about people, places, dining, entertainment, health and wellness, so much more. Check it out today, SouthJerseyImpact.com. And, Mac, the game of the week we had last week, sponsored by TurnersvilleJeep.com. TurnersvilleJeep.com on Route 42 in Turnersville. Turnersville Jeep is proud to sponsor South Jersey High School football. TurnersvilleJeep.com has a big inventory of Jeeps, Chryslers, Dodges, and Ram trucks, pre-owned vehicles, award-winning five-star service department. Drive a little, save a lot at TurnersvilleJeep.com, located on Route 42 in Turnersville, or visit TurnersvilleJeep.com. Those folks make this uh, a possibility for us. Could not be more grateful for the help of the people at TurnersvilleJeep.com. So, Mac, let's get right into it. Uh, Friday night, I went over to Washington Township to see the Minutemen host Williamstown in a game where we thought, you know, Washington Township fell to Kingsway in a tight one. Williamstown yeah. lost to Shawnee Big, thinking maybe they circle their wagons, get ready for this one. Show up, Washington Township's up 14-7, to mid-third quarter. Jonathan Silver takes one 50 yards. And from there, Washington Township kind of rolls 42-7, to and they send the Braves away. I, would, I know you've been very impressed with Joe Nathan Silver. Well, we've talked about for the last two years on this program, him, his maturity as a back, how, how hard he runs downhill. Um, you know, look, there's no, no secret to me, right? Or I, I like I the, know what you like. I, I like, I, listen, I like the run game. Um, if you let me draw a little bit like a child today, I can show you, you know, some of the stuff that makes it, makes it go a little bit. I mean, everybody always thinks, when you hear run game, oh, it's three yards and a cloud of dust. They, they just think that, you know, there's a run scheme too, folks. I mean, football people know that. Yeah. Um, and if you don't line up properly and run fit, you know, and as, as coaches, if you're getting, you know, these guys, you got some of these backs getting six, seven, you know, he had 194 yards on 13 carries, right? Yeah, he did. Two touchdowns. One was 75 yards. One was 50 yards. That's a pretty big chunk right there. Rob Nuber, he's in here. He says, hello. I know he knows about the run game from his time over with St. Joe. Listen, Joe Nathan Silver, um, for anybody who missed it, I had him on the Hats Off podcast on Sunday morning, and you can find that video is on this page as well. Go back or, or listen to it on your podcast platforms. Uh, this kid is a kid you really want to root for. Township, as you said in the past, that you like the way Coach Schatzman came in. Change the dynamic. Let's get back to a community pride or, deal. Yeah, changed, but went you know a little bit back to right. what how he played there, right? Exactly. On the Brownie and and the, and the, you know as he grew up as a kid, you know to him Washington Township, he's walking around the hallways going, guys, we are the royalty of right. South Jersey. Yeah. And 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 Coach truly believes that that Washington Township could be should be in that royalty. Uh, no question. And, and he's, he's been walking it since he walked in the hallways. In the beginning, I'm sure he got some eye rolls and some, what are we doing? And, and oh, my gosh. Well, now, you know, hard work is paying off. You know, they had the, yeah. the blip against Kingsway. They had the overtime win against Cherokee. But, again, another, you know, this one being the neighboring 
districts. I thought we thought last week might be a little tighter. Yeah, Williamstown lost its quarterback, Zach Zerby, in the first quarter to injury. Zach, we hope you're all right. Uh, that was certainly a downer for them. They don't have the depth they've had in years past or the experience. It's Certainly, they've, got, they've been re working on rebuilding. Turner Inch was spectacular as always, but the supporting cast, a little bit younger, a little bit more green. But I loved the way that team played. Namir Graves was excellent. Uh, he had a pick six and a touchdown uh, run. My guy, Kwamir Land, had a few sacks after being switched from free safety down to D-line during the week. Huge kid. Um, I just liked the vibe that they had, and, and I spoke to it at length on Sunday. But in talking to Joe Nathan, and you got to see this kid's interview if you missed it, here's a quote I love from him. And I tweeted this out, too, so forgive me if you've already seen it. Especially when I was on the Pee Wee squad, looking up to high school kids, something we all did. And now that I'm in the position of being a high school player and they're looking up to me, it's just so nice. Oh, my goodness. Like seeing kids and the smile on the kids' faces when I even tap their hand, it really warms my heart for real. Look, I don't... That's I don't, what it's all about. High school kids, I don't, sometimes I don't think they realize that when that 8, 9, 10-year-old is on the fence staring at them, they are the NFL kids. Exactly. They know your name. They know who you are. I mean... I, I, look, I've said it on this show, Dwight Hicks and the McNairs and yeah. the guys that I grew up getting to watch and play, uh, you know, now they end up, Johnny Taylor, they end up becoming actual pros, but I thought they, right. were, I thought they were pros already. Right. I mean... Larger so, than life figures. Right, and, and, and again, we talk about environments and what high schools do. Well, Washington Township, man, that, the cannon went off a couple times, right? Boom. It did. And, and the kids are there watching, and we used to talk to our kids about that stuff. Like, guys... So they're watching you. Like you're, yeah, you're not on TV, you're not on or ESPN or something like that. But, but the young guys in the neighborhoods, in the young, the middle schools, how you act, how you, you know, that that's important. And, you know, and it's great to see Joe Nathan. He gets it. Yeah. He gets it now. He remembers himself as an eight, nine year old. You know, he's not like uh, too cool for school. Saying, ah, you know, he was like he was all when, in all when he was younger. Yeah, just a refreshing interview. Again, go back and watch that. But, Mac, we talked about Washington Township from a program development point and beating Cherokee at the bowl, a big deal for them. Losing to Kingsway, you stub your toe. But where you are in program development is probably related to how you bounce back from that deflating loss, and that's the way you do it. You guys are aching to get on the field. They're aching to get in the weight room and – Different, different levels, uh, you know, as the program goes through this, like, ebb and flow of up the steps, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, like the, the, the market type thing. You know, as long as it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to up and down, but as long as it's going up. Now, you know, we talked about the big win in the bowl, right, right against Cherokee. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure Coach was all week preaching, can't have a letdown, can't have a letdown. It's human nature to have a letdown. And, you know, and... They did have a letdown. I, mean, I banged with the right hand. Not you did. The, not the left. I banged with Rod's the right hand. Rod, Rod, it was right hand. It was just flesh. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't that. <laughs> We're getting better. We're improving. Our program development. Exactly. Pretty soon we won't be hitting the but, table. But your point's right. They come back. They had a tough. They, 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 they're riding high off the wind. They go back. They get yeah. stubbed their toe. Yeah. Hey, look, Kingsway's a good team, too. But I thought you, you kind of think they thought to themselves, hey, this might be a Easier. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna flex on that. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna, whatever yeah whatever the kids say yeah they're, <laughs> they're gonna do that. Um, and now another opportunity for coach to say look, see what I said? Yeah. 
And you like that you have a rival that you haven't beaten in a while as your next game. Oh. It's not a faceless opponent. It's the face you've been, that's been tormenting you in your nightmares. And you say, look, let's put Kingsway behind us, and let's, let's forget about that. We know what we did wrong. We'll fix it in practice. Let's get these guys we haven't had an answer for, and you guys are tired of hearing about it. You come back. The wagons are circled. You take care of business. 42-7, to 7, a statement win for that program. 2,600 people there, youth kids um, all over the place, like Joe Nathan was talking about. Homecoming, the cannon. Um, and now they got to say. Heck of an environment. Right. Now they got to say for the next game, hey, we got it. Hey, guys, remember what happened? Not like we're going to dwell on it, but remember, we can't. We got to continue. You know, you're only as good as your last game, your last play, your last quarter. All the good is your last fill in the blank. So um, sometimes you got to. Go through a little bit of a learning curve pain, but I think it's a good, t- you know, it, when they look back on a season, sometimes you look back and say, hey, that was actually, there's, no such, there's not a good loss, but they'll, they'll, they're building off of that mentality. Especially with a team in Kingsway that is going to be in that same group that maybe you see again, uh, we'll see. So a big win for Washington yes. Township, and that was our TurnersvilleJeep.com game of the week. Uh, Daryl Woods, exactly right. Township did play well. So we are going to be right back after this. we got a big show today. we got a lot to cover. Mac's going to draw up a play or two on the board. Um, do you have a Telestrator? Or? I think we do, but Rod's going to... I think we're going old school tonight. I think we're going Pensalkin style. <laughs> uh, that was a blackboard with chalk. <laughs> yeah. Do we have chalk? Uh, Rod, do we have chalk? Yeah. <laughs> we, we have some. We'll pull that out at some point, I'm sure. Do kids know what chalk is? Uh, Tums. We're going to be right back after this, guys. Uh, we'll go back and look through all the action last week. And then down the line, we have previews, trivia question, not of the week, rankings, all that good stuff. We'll be back right after this with a look back at all the action that happened last Friday and Saturday. Welcome back, folks, to Glory Days Magazine's South Jersey Football Frenzy Show. I want to thank one of our sponsors, SRA Home Products, for their help during this season. Let me tell you about my friends over at SRA Home Products. They've been building sunrooms, pergolas, and patio covers for over 25 years. They've built more than 9,000 projects in the Delaware Valley. I've had the opportunity to be around owner Mike Fody. I have nothing but the best things to say about Mike and his crew. SRA is a gold-accredited member of the Better Business Bureau under the elite provider status with Home Advisor and has racked up multiple Best of South Jersey awards in the past. 
They contribute to a ton of sports organizations and are big supporters of Williamstown football. Find them online at srahomeproducts.com. And this show tonight is brought to you in part by one of our presenting sponsors, Mall Chevrolet. Mall Chevrolet on Haddonfield Road. Mall Chevy is South Jersey's largest Chevy dealer and has been a big part in helping the community grow. They're proud to sponsor South Jersey High School football. Mall Chevy's our area's go-to dealership with the largest selection of brand new Chevys and a big inventory of pre-owned vehicles, plus an award-winning five-star service department. They're located on Haddonfield Road, across from the Cherry Hill Mall, or visit them at mallchevy.com. Mac, let's jump right into last week, a game we talked about, a game you were at. We had Cherokee was hosting Shawnee. Look, Cherokee made the statement of the weekend, in my opinion, and there were some pretty big statements. Oh, 100%. They threw three passes and won 56-21 against the Renegades. Yes. Bamboria, 24 carries, 345 yards, five touchdowns. What did you say again? Three, huh? 345 yards, right. five touchdowns. Um. Per Chuck Langerman, a couple stats here. First off, 345 yards is the second highest rushing total in the game by a Cherokee runner. 56 points by Cherokee is the most points scored by the Chiefs in 10 years. When they lost in double overtime, 57-56 at Cherry Hill East, that was in 2011. It was in that crazy game that late Temple University player Zaire Williams rushed for Cherokee school records of 385 yards and six touchdowns. 113 points in that. Also, the third highest game total between the two traditional powers in South Jersey. And the most ever scored against a Shawnee team by Cherokee. Yeah, it was. So what, what was going on other than a whole lot of action on the home side of the scoreboard? A lot of, lot of, lot of downhill running. A lot of, lot of, you know, Cherokee went old school Cherokee. Folks were saying to me, man, Cherokee's going P.J. Megan style. I'm like, well, no, no, Cherokee's going Jim Horner style. Right, right. right. I mean, Jim's on the other side coaching Shawnee. Um, Cherokee ran two different formations the whole day. They ran pro. Um, not, I, I apologize. They ran pro and they ran slot. They ran a couple trips open. But, but by and large, 95% was out of two formations, right? Three passes. You know, this was the, the quintessential, if it's not broke, don't fix it. That's right. Keep doing. And when you got a guy, first of all, Boria just, you know, we've talked about it before the show. He is one of the tops, if not the top, running back in South Jersey. If you're going to build a running back, he's, that's pretty good mold, that kid. He's an incredible talent. He's going to be playing uh, big-time Saturday football here soon. It seems to me like maybe Cherokee flipped on that film of the Millville game where LaQuinn Allen went for 300 and said, guys, let's not overcomplicate things on Friday night, right? We might make the way it looks a little bit different, but well, we know where we're going and where we want to play this game. Well, look, Coach Glatz, right, he was on the Horners teams of the 80s, right. played guard, right? And yes, folks, 170-pound guys played guard back in the 80s, and right. <laughs> especially like Glatz, Glatz, he was nasty. So, you know, when they're in their room going, hey, this, look, this is, this is Cherokee's, this is what Cherokee does the first day of camp, right? When they say, okay, in, install offense, we're going to put in power, we're going to put in trap, we're going to put in toss. I've never been to their practices, but something tells me this is day one offense, right. freshman-type offense. They evolve quickly to the gun stuff, but... 
They sat there in a the room and said, look, I, I think we can get downhill on them. I think we can get up on them. And, and Boy, let, did they. And, yeah, they did. A lot. And, and to their credit, they didn't stop. Right. They didn't stop. And, There's no reason to. But you, you say something that's interesting. When you point, look. Yeah, let's get You're, you're going to make let's fun of me. It. You're going you're to make fun of me. Rod, I'm sorry we're not using the Telestrator. I'm, I'm not too bright enough to use all those buttons and stuff. So here's the thing. You said keep it simple, right? Yeah. Well, look. I'm going to draw up what, what folks refer to as pro, okay? We got, we got pro drawn up, right? Everybody yeah. sees this. This is Miami 1990-something, right? Which is vanilla offense, right? So, so what happens is Shawnee's a three-front team, um, three or four. So let's just let's put the Shawnee. They got, they got an outside linebacker here, right? They got a backer there. They got their two inside cats, right? They got a floater there. They, at, start, at first, they started up with, with quarters coverage too high. Now, Shawnee will rock like most teams get a, get a, try to get an eighth guy in the box. Now, everybody's like, well, it's simple. It's smash mouse. Well, when you can get that double to begin this play and you can get this double, okay, what, what then you do have is making sure pass or correctly taken inside-out fullback, inside-out tailback. And now these guys, right, these guys, we're going to pull a guard. We're going to throw another cat into the spot. We're going to pull back so he can't take care now, some of, the, some of the way guys teach this in their zone blocking schemes might change it up a little bit. Some guys like in the zone schemes, they'll, might, they'll, they'll two for one where this guy will, somebody will chip off to that guy. This guy will two for one and someone will chip off to that guy. Well, we didn't like to teach it that way. We, we, we were like, we're not that smart, right? Not the kids. The coaches weren't. The kids are, the kids are smart. The coaches aren't. We're like, guess what? Let's have two cats beat this guy into this guy's lap. Yeah. Let's have two cats beat this guy into the lap, yeah. which causes a lot of bubbling for here, right? This board's getting a little messy. Now, quarterback reversing out. Now, it's key with these two guys taking proper pass. Uh, we always told our backs, you want to run the power A, B, C, A, meaning keep this thing downhill. If you keep it A-gap, that means you'll get some inside squeeze from the, from the defensive ends. Def the, the defense squeezes to the A-gap. As they squeeze to the A-gap, this becomes simpler blocks because the squeezing of this creates eyes on the A-gap. And then the, the running back then does his thing because we don't tell running backs where to run. Right. Any coach who tells a, running back, a good running back where to run. Now, we're going to tell them, look, look A, if it's there, you're going to go, and you're going to slide. And as this thing breaks down, you want to make sure you're cutting not inside the fullback's tail, you want to make sure you're off of the double block, off of the tight end tackle block. Am I getting a little bit hyper here? Now, now we used to tell our kids, listen, don't look for it. Trib, I spent an hour and a half at a clinic one time listening to John Shaw from Stanford talk about one play for an hour and a half. And it was, it went away, it went by like two minutes. But the, the big, big, big Home run play, and Bam hit it a couple times, is the backside A-gap on power. Because yeah. what you get is you get these doubles, you get the doubles, you get the flow, you get a little overflow, you get bubbles, and then the patient running back who hits the A-gap hard, and boom. He's, he's off of the A-gap. And then if they've had already rock and rolled into some sort of cover three, you got a single high safety here who's got to get to a spitter, as they say, and, and he's got bad angles. If you keep the two high, you only got seven in a box. Pick your poison. And then if you can get the stuff out of it, and then, you, you know, you start getting 
You know, the old Cherokee trap with the wind back. You got double here. You got kick out guard. And now you're getting flow for power. And everything looks like power and comeback trap. All right, this board's getting messy. <laughs> well, you know. So, <laughs> Cherokee. Perfect. You got to show the board one more time. Sorry about that. Just show the board one more time. <laughs> Cherokee. <laughs> that looked like 56 to 21. Well, listen. listen. like 56 or something. Listen, when you, when you get your doubles and you get to the next level and you're putting into linebackers' laps, this is what happens. And when you got a premier back like that who's, who, when I say patient, he's downhill and sees it and goes. One cut, yeah. One, I mean, if that. One, he see, boom. He's a, uh, I don't want to call him a poor man Zeke, but a, you know what I mean? Just like he just, he's yeah. strong, he's powerful, he, he, he doesn't waste any time, and he understands that sometimes he's only going to get four, five, six yards. Right. Not everything's going to be a home run. So now, to, Cher- to Cherokee's credit, they, Shawnee wasn't stopping it, so they kept on doing it. Um, and they didn't need to be, Fancy. They didn't want. To, they didn't have to. Coach Megan, you know, Coach Glatz and Megan helping out with the offense. They didn't have to say, "Hey, let's show them we can do this." Right. Now. They just say, "We're getting this." Well, Matt, anybody who's listening on the Spotify or the Apple, if you're listening to this, you're going to have to go back and watch it because you missed a real a masterpiece here <laughs> uh, from Pablo Picasso, uh, <laughs> Mackening. Well, but, I just listen. I just when people say, "Oh, it's Smash Mouth. It's simple football." Yeah, I mean, look, it's I'm. I mean, if it, it's got to be done the right way. It's not just telling kids, hey, you block him, you block him. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's the steps, it's the, court, you know, the quarterback's feet, staying on the midline, teaching, you know, now we're, now we're teaching that, that quarterback, as we used to say, I, we used to tell our quarterbacks, look, you're the one with the ball. Right. If you go find him, because sometimes the young backs, Rod, want to stretch that play. They want to bounce it early in their careers, right? right? They think they're faster than everybody. They're coming from eighth grade. Mm-hmm. They think they're going to put their inside foot in the ground and bounce and it bounce outside. Out. Now, sometimes that happens yeah, sometimes. when there's an overcrash. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you're playing a like-for-like good team, the hole is typically right up. Downhill. Downhill. Like yep. running back kickoffs. Downhill. Get into mm-hmm. it. So the quarterback keeping, you know, keeping the running back on that path and, you know, Kicking out from the fullback. Good. Well, I think it's an interesting point, too, Matt. We don't see a whole lot of pro anymore. No. But, like you said before the show. Oh, they ran, slot, like, they ran slot, too, and they tossed out of it. But, bam, <laughs> getting that ball, a running back getting that ball and just going, as opposed to taking that ball, not knowing if you're getting the ball in the read. Well, there's, It's the, a lot different mentality well, for a back. We had it here with the Eagles, right, with DeMarco. He, you know, the thought was when they got married back, couple, you know, back when Chip Kelly came, there's different – some backs – Murray was a downhill eye type back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he wants the ball and he wants to go. Power, yeah. Yeah, and, and run that power. Whereas, you know, the zone read is a little more, the back's got to be sketchy. He's, he's waiting. He's taught that he's going downhill. But, you know, that running, that, that quarterback's not putting in that belly. He's reading ends. And, and look, they're good plays too. Right. It's just a different. It's different. You know, I mean, I'm sure when Glatzy walks up to Bam on that Monday or Tuesday, they say, hey, we're going to line up an eye and run some power this week. A lot of it. Bam was like, <laughs> yeah, all right, let's go. Hey, look, man, sometimes you, you come out with something that, that cooks a pretty darn good meal. And I think that recipe for Cherokee moving forward in that group five, well, listen, and they're look, not going to stop running it. No, no, no. And look, we were talking, <laughs> look, we were talking about, um, you know, the guys on the, you know, Bam running what he did, but that offensive line of Tom, uh, Tommy Nigro and Billy Westerby and DJ Mondial, right, and Dom DeChurch and Aiden Gossenheimer, I mean, they were earning their money. Yeah. 
you know, and, and, and when muck you... Muck and Stern pullback, I think. Muck, yeah, Muck and Stern kicking out. I mean, those plays don't work without those guys doing their jobs. So, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it truly is a team play, just like every play in football, right? When you pass the ball, throw the ball. So, some people say, oh, it's not sexy. Some, some guys think that's sexy. 56 that's points is pretty good. It's poetry in motion. Poetry in motion. 56 is pretty sexy. So, yep. you know, they ha- especially against a rival, they hang half a, half a hundred on... Uh, on Shawnee and roll in an impact win for the week. Um, another impact win off exit four under the lights down at Carney's Point. Pensgrove hosts Woodbury, and Woodbury does what it's been doing this year. The defense showed up in spades. Uh, they had a huge red zone stop. Their only points allowed were on a kickoff return as they beat Pensgrove 20 to 6. Teddy Lockhart, the star running back for Woodbury, did not play. He was nursing an arm injury. Guess what? When that defense defense travels, like we said, right, they gave up 20 rush yards on 32 attempts, 73 yards overall, forced five turnovers. Nyrell Redrow recovers two fumbles. So did freshman Jaswan Solomon. And Jamar Wallace recovered one in the end zone. Brian Johnson threw for touchdown and ran for one. Woodbury... Look, they did have their best running back, and they had 18 penalties accepted against them for 120 yards, right, right. and they won 20 to six on the road. Right. Well, that's why you, you talk about defense travels, right? I mean, the other team uh, 20 rush Ooh. yards on 32 attempts. I mean, you know, on the flip side, you, you, you know, eventually you got to also yeah. get some play action if they're gonna if they're gonna crowd the box that much. I mean, you got you got to flip it around a little bit, but um, when you force five turnovers. You know, that, that can offset some penalties as well. You don't want to have too many penalties, obviously, but if, you, if you're forcing five turnovers, you know, that's... 11 hats to the ball. Yeah. They're extremely fast. Um, they're tough. And right now, you know, they are, I think right now in the power points or the, or the power rankings or whatever you want to call it, I think they're number two in group one. And Paulsboro's number one, but they beat Paulsboro. So if they were to be behind them, Directly behind them, they, they jump would them. jump right. They jump them. in terms of which is the way it should be. Of course, um, great game, Jamie Otis. I know you're in here, um, and Derek Moore's favor. Derek Moore favors points out um, the team's been together since 2015. A lot of good things for Woodbury. I look at their slate down the down the line here. I think things look good for them to enter the playoffs unscathed. We'll see. You got to play them out, but excellent season for Woodbury. And the helmet's up here, one of the best in South Jersey as well. Um, in a game that unfortunately got more publicity due to the circumstances surrounding it than the play on the field, Camden beats Pensauken 28-7, Mac. This game was called at halftime due to fights in the stadium. You know, as somebody who's close to the program, the stadium's named or the field's named for your father. Um, it had to be disappointing to hear that news. Yeah, I mean, you got high school kids that want to get their game in. They want to play. I saw some of the quotes from some of the Camden kids as well as the Pensalkin kids. I mean, you know, what we've talked about on this. And we've, unfortunately, there's been some things happening in South Jersey the last couple of years. And, you know, the kids on the field, I mean, they're, they're the kids working hard. They're the kids after practice doing the right things. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, you got people who show up and um, – and ruin it, ruin it, because these 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 kids. I mean, this a lot of these. This is their outlets, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of them. Um, you spend you spend all week in school. A lot of, a lot of kids have some hardships at home. It's tough for these guys to you know to to 
to get the practice, get, you know, practice the six, seven days, six days, getting ready for a game, and then have it being called off at halftime. I mean, um, you know, Camden a good football team. Penn Salkin's on a, on a little bit of the rise, but, um, you know, I mean, for safety, obviously, they wanted, they felt that yeah. it was best that the administration at Penn Salkin hide to call it. But Yeah, and the folks you know. at Penn Salkin made clear this was not Camden's. This had nothing to do with Camden, you know, the fans or the players or whatever. I don't think right. Uh, it, it wasn't Camden. It wasn't Camden kids and and Penn Salkin kids getting involved with it. It was like another s- section, sank, you know, of a group of kids at this or guys and older guys that, that decided to show up at the game and had had some beefs with each other. So unfortunately, they wanted to settle some beefs at a at a high school game. Rod and I touched on it Sunday too in the Hats Off podcast at length. Um, so be sure to go back and watch that as well. Let's get back to the game, though. Okay, so the, the high gets a 3-3. Three and three. They get to 500. A big win for them, really, because, you know, they've been alternating back and forth. Loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. Louis Ward, three touchdown passes, two of them to Hameen Anderson. Marquise Davis with a 30-yard pick six, a knot for the Panthers. Big win for them. Uh, they, had a, they had a tough loss against Winslow this year. Had a couple tough losses. Salem on a field goal, Winslow as well. Uh, it's been, but as things go on, you start looking at that group two field. Right. The loss, the losses are to you know Winslow is a four, right? Yeah. Salem's Salem's a one. One. Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, pretty good team. Yeah. They've they've <laughs> like <laughs> Canada's a really good football team. Yeah. You know, um, you, like and. You know, Sav, Sav will tell you, looking at that record, looking at you're getting yourself playoff tested, battle tested to get to that group two world. Um, you know, because the traditional, I mean, we'll be talking playoffs in a couple of weeks, but you're, you know, the West Defords in the world and the Haddonfields of right. the world. And, you know, they're not, they're not hanging around this much that much this year. It's a brave new world in group two this year. There's no question right. about it. I think both those teams, both those schools said they're going to play their game, their home games in the afternoons on Saturdays moving forward. I think that's the truth. Um, so just to follow up on that. Mac, let's roll through some of these other ones here. Um, action from last week. Millville gets back on the field. They rolled past Hamilton 50 to nothing. LaQuint Allen, eight carries, 221 yards, and two scores. Couple big ones on Saturday. Cedar Creek does what it has done all year. They beat Oak Crest twenty-five to seven. They let up a score. Yeah. I mean, they, I know they had let one up, but your uh, their defense, as we talked last week, has been carrying. And then you know, obviously when Bermudez he he gets involved, he can cause some problems. Twenty-two yard touchdown catch, fifty-seven yard punt return. J.D. Landesini co- tossed another touchdown pass as well, as the Pirates move to seven and zero. Woodrow Wilson down Timber Creek 28-16 on Saturday. It's a great game on the D2 Sports Network. Like Camden, the Tigers were off the week prior, and like Camden, they continue to alternate wins and losses. Nasir Ogles beat 28 carries, 141 yards, two touchdowns. Amari Clark, seven catches, 117 yards, two touchdowns. William Love forced a fumble. Demir McCrary with 10 tackles. Cargman and Leary, Devin, Le- Devin Cargman, Donovan Leary, both threw two touchdown passes. Chuck Langerman has the stats on these guys. Devin has now thrown for 62 on his career at Wilson. Big brother Nick threw for 86 at Pittman and Wilson. The brothers are the, only the second brother duo combo in state history. 
to each have thrown for 60 or more career touchdowns. The other is the Sims brothers, Chris and Matt, sons of former New York Giant All-NFL quarterback Phil Sims. Chris threw for 63 at Ramapo. Matt threw for 60 at Don Bosco. And also the Leary brothers and the Cargman brothers are 1-2 and two in state history for total passing touchdowns by brother duos. The Leary brothers are number one with 155 career touchdown passes. The Cargmans have 148. It's hard to do. A lot yeah. of touchdowns. Well, there's a lot of touchdowns. There's, some, there's, there's also some uh, paternal science there, Rod. I mean, to have your kids four <laughs> years apart, both quarterbacks. Right. You Not know, stepping on each other's planes. Exactly. Not, right. They just flow right in there. One graduates, right. one goes in. Yep. So, you know, you get all four years of starting on both of them. I mean, I see the bloodlines. I don't know much about uh, Mr. Cargman, if he's a – if he's what he did, but I know Phil Sims is pretty. I mean, I'm not a giant fan, but he was uh, about five eight. <laughs> hey, look, and I think but one of them is on the NFL Tonight. They both on are. NBC, well, right? well, no, Phil's on. Phil's on the no, CBS. One of the sons. The son. Right, the son's on, and then the Collinsworth kids doing it too. It's unbelievable. Right. You know, I think I don't know if he played. But Freddie Mac will be right here in a few years. Right. Right. As you never age. Never. Back, that's what happens when you don't have hair. You don't become a gray hair. Back to Friday, Maple Shade, Sean Loomis and the Wildcats. They spoil Overbrook's undefeated parade, beat them 22-14. to 14. Winless no more, Collingswood nips Middle Township 13-7 to 7 in overtime. This one, a case of the scheduling differences and how that may matter. It was a pretty good game. Goes to overtime. Yeah. Collingswood entered the game winless. Middle Township entered undefeated. Uh, Timmy Search finds Shaq Carter on a fade in the back corner to win it for the Panthers. Mainland beats Vineland 35-25 in a seesaw battle back and forth. Marlon Leslie and Jabril Mace, who became the second leading rusher in Mainland history, they combined for more than 250 yards and five total touchdowns. Read Sully's story on glorydaysonline.com as the Mustangs pull closer to a playoff berth. Glosser rolls Palmyra 41-6. The weekly Steve Burkhart watch, 23 for 175. Four touchdowns another day at the office for the Lion. Right, he just keeps, <laughs> keeps doing it. Has he thrown for a couple yet? I don't know. Off maybe like, they're saving that for the playoffs. A little bit of little halfback toss or maybe some. Uh, figure all 11 are going towards him. Maybe somebody leaks out. Right, tops it over. They're, you know, Glosser's like, really? Why? <laughs> don't put that out there. <laughs> right. If you're watching Audubon or Maple Shade or whoever, just disregard. St. <laughs> Joe pummels Notre Dame 51-7. This game was at Rowan. The Wildcats used three total touchdowns from Cole Mercado to roll past Notre Dame. And they also announced they'll have a new turf field down in Hamilton next season. Congratulations. They also Not- announced a new president, too, didn't they? Yeah. Capuccio. Yeah. He, he was at uh, St. Augustine. He was administrator there. So a lot of... A lot of changes. And I think Pooch has been involved with both schools. He, you know, he's, he was coached it. I think went to one, coached to one. So there's a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of things going on at the... It's so weird Joe's. them not having a home field, though. And I think they'll play their playoff games at Hamilton's Middle School. Or, and I think St. they're playing yeah. another game there. St. Joe Prep doesn't have a home field. They play at Plymouth Whitewash. Well, for years. Or Franklin Field. Or Franklin Field. Or Middletown, Delaware last week. Right, maybe, maybe they'll play the, the length, maybe, one, you know, those guys. Yeah, we'll see. Triton spoiled Bill Fisher's run return with an 18-7 win over Seneca. Michael Lewis goes 10-15, 157 yards and two touchdowns at quarterback. Triton has won four in a row. Congratulations. Shallot gets on the board with a 38-0 shutout of Gloucester Catholic. 
The Golden Fedora they're giving out. I love that picture. Thank you, guys. The Cougars sent out a picture. They have the MVP of the game. They finally were able to break it out. The Golden Fedora went to Kanai Simmons for his two touchdowns. The first win for Shalik since 2019. Safety Quinn Cardona had two interceptions, one of them a knot, 23 yards to the house. Eastern back in the win column, 29-17 at Highland. Delsey remains unbeaten. They sprint past Cherry Hill West, 35-7. And three other Saturday scores. Cherry Hill East beats Heightstown, 14-0. Mark Hendry caught four balls for 106 yards and a touchdown, added interception. Egg Harbor Township, 33. Atlantic City, 6. Dylan Camp blocked a punt that sparked the Eagles. Sully wrote about this at glorydaysonline.com as well. Burlington Township thumped Trenton, 42-12. Anthony Johnson, AJ, going to JMU. Had him on the Hats Off podcast a couple weeks ago, said the guy who motivates him in that room to do better, to get up early, to work out, all this stuff is Juwan Lee. They both scored two touchdowns against Trenton, 42-12. It's, it's good when you got somebody in, in the room that's pushing you. Yeah, right? close-knit group over there. Yeah, yeah. You don't want uh, – everybody starts thinking they're a little bit bigger, better, stronger, and faster than everybody. That's when you get yourself you get yourself in trouble. So you need the good checks and balance. And Johnson's having a great season, so. Yeah. Good year for Burlington Township. Uh, they host Timber Creek on Saturday, I believe at 1.30. Uh, it was a great weekend of local football. Stay right there. We're going to talk about a trivia question. Will Hickson, I know you're there, buddy, and we got you on, on watch this week. Will Hickson will be back with us on the comments. Trivia question time. We got our knot of the week. We got a good video on that one, a little bit of a history lesson, some more previews. Get ready. We'll be back after this with all that stuff and more. Ha, ha, ha.
Welcome back to the South Jersey Football Frenzy Show, presented by our friends at Cherry Hill Kia and Cherry Hill Mitsubishi. If you want to talk about top-notch selection and service that is the best around, take your car to Cherry Hill Kia or Cherry Hill Mitsubishi. You will not be disappointed. And while you're there, you could probably talk a little football, too. Those guys love South Jersey football. Get over to Cherry Hill Kia or Cherry Hill Mitsubishi. All right, if any of you, uh, I know it might be a stretch for you to believe this, we were actually talking some X's and O's in the break, and, <laughs> and it kind of spilled over a little bit. You know, we're talking about linebackers, displacing them, driving the, driving the, uh, driving the lineman <laughs> back into them. If the guy can get over there, he's, he's a dude. Can um, get over, under, sometimes, we just said, sometimes you run. I, I tell you, 1976, Penn Salkins playing um, – Bishop Eustace and Jimmy Ryan, who ends up going to William & Mary, playing for the Denver Broncos, captain of the Broncos. They dis- Salkin decides t- to run at Jim Ryan. Let's run right. Because he made tackles from sideline to sideline. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those sideline to sideline guys don't like stuff. Coming in right at them. They don't Coming like the pressure, them. yeah. It's not that they're not tough, but it's too much stuff's in the way. Yeah. They're more deadly slicing under plays from the backside backer position. Like that Will linebacker who comes over and mm-hmm. makes, like the Will's the one who makes, you know, bang. They want to run to the strong side, run to the tight end. It's the Will that kind of gets under, slide, slices the thing and makes the tackles. Right. Well, Jimmy Ryan, they ran, Salkin ran at him. 1970, I think four or five. Maybe not, yeah. No? Sounds right. Yeah. Sounds about right. So there was some, yeah. I mean, that's what you have to do when you're dealing with good linebackers. Just run right at them. No, I, we, I mean, 100%. we used to trap some of those guys, and especially youth ball. When we used to play Pensalkin and guys like that, we didn't run sideline to sideline. We we used to trap those guys in the middle of the field and hope yeah. we could break one. But bring bring a know. body, move a body. I mean, like if you start start running, you can't. You know, the athletes. You know, the backers. You know, they're, they're going to run side to side. You know. That's uh, I mean that's why that you know that's why the if the teams that are running the jet now is the jet, you know, the jet insert with the quarterback, but the yep. wing T guys are sitting there going, it's Buck Sweep, <laughs> it's Buck Sweep, right? Because you want to you want to take off on the Buck and yeah. go outside. Guess what? The next thing you know, the trap. He's coming right up the it's middle. It's going right up the chute. They're, they're giving it to trap. We're bringing on. We got to bring on Clyde next show. Oh, he'll talk. He'll talk three hours on Buck Sweep. <laughs> if they couldn't uh, take what Coach was saying, if both of them get going now, <laughs> well, the, you know, you got to have that off of the. You know, I mean, the wing T guys will run a pure power, but most of the time the fullback does dive away in that A gap that sets mm-hmm. up the trap to the backside, sets up Buck the other side. I mean, everything in the wing T looks the same. That's why. People are up in the stands. They're running the same play. Nah, not really. Not really. Nah, yeah. Not really. Not really. A little bit different. If anybody has any questions about the teams in Central Jersey, uh, Will Hickson and, and our guy Dwayne, they, they have you covered. I'm reading about these teams right now as Max talking about Buck Sweep, and I'm learning about them. So thanks, guys, for sharing your information as well. Um, trivia question. Chuck Langerman, excellent trivia question this week. You guys want to guess, send them our way. We'll read out some answers until we get the winner. Or until Will Hickson steals the show. Last time I think Steve got right ahead of Will, but you know Will waits patiently, and we thank him for that. We give him a pause. We hold his belt on the race. Yeah. <laughs> so give him a running start, Will. Trivia question: What do Overbrook running back Ron Dane, Florida State's Sebastian Janikowski, West Virginia's Mark Bolger, Marshall's Chad Pennington, 
I think Southern Miss, Todd Pinkston, and former Cedar Creek coach, Rowan Grad, Tim Watson, all have in common. What do Ron Dane, Sebastian Janikowski, Mark Bulger, Chad Pennington, Todd Pinkston, and Tim Watson all have in common? They haven't been to my house. Well, that's one thing. <laughs> what else do they have in common? They haven't been in my kitchen. Oh, it's football related. Yeah, it's football related. Give us, be sure to chime in your answers and we will get to them, see who gets it right. It's an interesting one. It's a little bit different format. I like it, though. Thank you, Chuck Langerman, as always, for your help. That's a lot of thinking, too, because you got a running back, a kicker, a quarterback, a quarterback, wide receiver. They all played football, and none of them went to your house. That's okay. two things. <laughs> okay? Two things. We're looking for a very specific thing. And I think once we say it, I think you'll get. I say that, but Dane might have been at our house with, uh, with Larry Moriello yeah. and my dad going to, a, going to a dinner, so I might be wrong. Dude, Ron Dane might have been at my house, so I, I stay corrected. All right, Mac, let's, go, let's look at our knot of the week here. Uh, Rod, let me know when we're going here. We up? All right, here we go. Our knot of the week makes a little bit of history. Glassboro's Jameer Townsend. This is a 100-yard interception return for touchdown. And the Bulldogs' 48-0 victory over Bishop Eustis last week. It's tied for the fifth longest interception return in South Jersey history by Jameer. What do you think about that, man? That's good. 100 yards. 100 yards. Like, when you, when you, when you catch that ball, we're going to see it. I think he had some space. We made it, you know, he's like, mm, I don't see much black jerseys. I'm gone. Well, he's, got a, he's got a cavalcade of Glassboro teammates. Well, he's by, he, yeah, but he's... But he didn't need them. He don't need them. He beats them. He beats everybody. 100 yards. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, not if you're Eustace. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a great play. Well, you got to do it against somebody. Well, I you're mean, talking... Like nah, I'm, yeah, I'm a Eustace alum, too, so, I, you know, I got to give a shout. But, yeah, it's, it, he makes a play. He's, he's got enough space over there. Um... Look, you know, when you're down inside that red zone, it's, it's, you know. You run out of space. You run out of space. You try to thread some needles like that. You get yourself, you know, again, a painful memory. 1980, Pensalkin Highs on the four-yard line. My dad throws a throwback. Brian Barr goes 101. Touchdown. Pensalkin wins, loses to Cheryl East. So that would be the fourth longest interception return in South Jersey history. It was one of them. Chuck is going to correct me. Chuck, did he get, was it 101? Was Brian Barr 101 or was it, was it 99? But I know what it was. And it was, you know, as a, it was a long way. I was an 11 year old crying because Cheryl East beat Pensalkin High. <laughs> but, but what happened was back then only four teams made the playoffs. East made the playoffs. Pensalkin was the one seed, actually, still was the one. I think East was the two. East got upset, so Pensalkin couldn't even. Redeem yeah. the loss. My dad still to his he's he's still upset. He's about still it. upset about it five years after his death. <laughs> he's still. Uh, Jabril Mace, Walter Hurd points out of Mainland had a 103 yard pick six called back last week. Sully Sully tweeted me about that. Tim Watson, I saw retweeted that. I said just do it again. Just do it again, Jabril. This week go 103. Right. We don't. We do not have a, a Cedar Creek helmet yet, Amanda. And Kevin, because we, we need that. We I'll, need it because I'll take it home. <laughs> They're scared to give it <laughs> to us. Um, so the trivia question for anybody who doesn't know: What do Ron Dane, Sebastian Janikowski, Mark Bulger, Chad Pennington, Todd Pinkston, and former Cedar Creek coach Tim Watson all have in common? Um, 
By the way, Mac, the South Jersey record for interception return, 105 yards, originally set by a guy at Gloucester High against Shalick. Hmm, name looks familiar. In 1996, the guy's name was Steve Burkhart. <laughs> the old man of, uh, yeah. of Sharkey who's doing his thing now. So, Right? Sharkey scored a lot of touchdowns. I don't think he scored 105 yarder yet. His old no. man's got one up on him on that. I mean, you guys were talking about the bloodline and the quarterbacks. That's what right. about the running backs Sharky. now? Right? And I saw, what did we have? We had earlier, I saw a name. We had the Loomis kid from Maple Shade. His pop, Loomis. Yeah, Loomis. Oh, yeah. Played at Paul to Six. You know, shout out for the old Paul to Six squads. Jamie Otis says, first team all state. That's not the answer. Amanda and Kevin say Seattle Seahawks. That is not the answer. Ron Dane, Sebastian Janikowski, Mark Bolger, Chad Pennington, Todd Pinkston, and Tim Watson. What do they have in common? I got a couple other, you know, there's a couple other guys in here I want to give a shout out to as well. I could put in that list just as a as a hokey fan. The two corners, Anthony Midget and Ike Charlton, also have this in common. That with year. the other six guys? Yeah, there's other six guys. So there's eight guys. Right? Eight guys. Well, there's a lot more than eight. Well, that's what I mean. You've mentioned eight. Something tells so the me. So link, the link. I'm trying to guess over here, too. And I have a question. Yeah. So the link would be Rondane and Watson. If you know a little bit about those guys, you can kind of figure it out, yes, or, or no? Possibly. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. And not only the other six, there's, there, uh, there's probably, what, another 190, 90 that have 93 that have something in common with this? Matt Almer says Matt Lashley from Ocean City had a 105-yarder a couple years ago, too. That's true. Steve Burkhart was just the first to do it. Um, think about this, guys, with the trivia question. Think about, I don't know, tomorrow night, Thursday night. Just think about that. Mm-hmm. That should seal the deal, right? Well, my, 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 my hint wasn't good enough. We mentioned seven guys. We could mention another 192 guys or 91. <laughs> There's 191 guys that have something in common with those other seven that we mentioned. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah, it is. You know, Chuck sent a couple over that were really, really good. I mean, his his trivia questions are always great, but he sent a couple over that were really good, and then he had a late one. He goes, actually, you know what? Try this one this week. I think that was absolutely a good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's Considering touch on, what tomorrow is. Yeah. Let's, let's touch on a couple. It's not birthday, Joe. All drafted in 2000, Dan Howie says. Is that right? Yeah, right? Half right. But that's there's another thing they have in common. Yeah. Yeah, they were I guess I guess Dan gets partial credit part, for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Half common. Will just let him have it, man. Come on, Will. This isn't South Jersey centric, but Will still knows. Yep, same draft class. Come on, guys. Getting closer. Mm-hmm. Who was drafted twenty one years ago? Late, late, late. That was he. That'll six, do it. That's got to do it. Right? What was he? Sixth round. Yeah. Boom. Amanda and Kevin get it right. They were all drafted before Tom Brady in the NFL draft that year. Brady went in the sixth round with the 199th pick of the draft from University of Michigan. Tim Watson was selected 185 by Seattle. 14 picks before Tom Brady. Mm. I think some, uh, some... And I bet you if you look at Tim Watson's combine <laughs> picture next to Tom Brady's, you would know why. You would know why. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Brady. Um, to I be told this, you, he's Benjamin Buttons. He's going backwards. That cat's twenty. Looks like he's twenty years old. Dinged up this week, or is that just for show? Ah, yeah, who knows? It's Brady. He's playing. He's playing. Come on. He don't throw more. I mean, he can let it go every once in a while, but he'll let's AB do some of the work. AB and Evans and yeah. Codwin. Yeah, throw some slants. Throw some hitches. Hand the ball off. Yo, Brady gets under center, by the way, and doesn't have a problem with it. He just he doesn't have a problem with anything. You know what's funny? He likes winning. Loves it. Loves winning. Good at it. Like loves winning. <laughs> Good at it. Right. <laughs> let's right. take a let's take a look at some of this week's games, Mac. Uh, just a couple I want to touch on in terms of playoff. You know, Brady's deferred money on his contract to get better players you to win. You think Brady could draw power? No question about it, right? Oh my Backwards, god. Backwards, left-handed. Well, they're not money. They're not pulling. They're not they're not NFL's not pulling a backside and whipping up. They're not running power o like like the colleges do as much downhill with they're running single back stuff. So, you know, it's a little different, but yeah, I'm sure he yeah. It's funny how it's called pro. Pro doesn't run it. Well, they'll run that formation. No, hey, look at New England gets in that formation. You know, they'll get they'll get on San center. Francisco. San Francisco, they'll get under. I mean, no, they'll, they'll they'll do something with the kiddos. They'll they'll take him off the H back. They'll hop him around and make it a little more sexier. So he's you're shifting. You know, now the line has to kind of change your techniques to three tech to the tight. It, you know, it, whatever. Same stuff. So yep. the Eagles play the Bucks on Thursday night, but Friday night we get some other football um, for the Eagles or. West Defford at 6 p.m. They're hosting Willing Burroughs, a big one for West Defford. They, and they, they uh, thumped Cinnaminson last week. They're the 16 seed right now. They are right on the cusp. It seems unheard of that West Defford would miss the playoffs. But there they are, right at 16. Willing Burroughs currently number three in Group 2. Big game for West Defford at home against mm. the Borough. Absolutely. Uh, Clearview at Mainland at 6.30 on Friday night. The Pioneers again. Just like West Efford, they're on that 16 line. The Mustangs are 10. Um, you know, it's a big, big game. Basically a playoff game for these teams. A couple weeks in advance, cutoff. Sterling at Haddonfield, 7 p.m. The Haddons currently are 9. The Silver Knights are 12. These teams go back a long ways, obviously, with the Colonial Conference. You know, one of them is going to be in better shape in terms of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And a game stepping outside of those playoff ramifications, St. Joe at Kingsway, 7 p.m. The Dragons had that big game against Washington Township. They'd shuffled up their lineup. They looked a lot different. They played so well against Township, handed them the upset loss. Now St. Joe's comes into town after, after that bye week Kingsway had. St. Joe's feeling good about themselves. Should be another good test for Coach Mark, Mark Hendricks and company. Saturday, yes, Will Hicks and Holy Spirit, at Woodrow Wilson, I'll be there, 1 p.m. Uh, Rod's going to have that streaming on the D2 Sports Network on YouTube. Per Chuck Langerman, this is going to be the first meeting between the two schools in football, but Holy Spirit has actually played on Federal Street before. In 1981, they came up from Obsecan and played Camden Catholic at Wilson's Field and lost 7 nothing. I believe it was at 80 or 81. Catholic had some really good teams. I mean, they've always had some pretty good teams, but I remember they were 80, they were 5, 6, and 0. Oh, yeah, they, they, that was some good Catholic football teams. They're good yeah. now, too. I'm just saying that was probably, that's a heck of a football game there. Timber Creek at Burlington Township Saturday at 1.30. Chargers are currently the ninth seed in their group. A win could get them out of that Millville area for that second round. I think yeah. that's how they do it. So I think I was at that game. 
Were you? Because it was. Power. What do you remember about it? Well, because they were in power. No, because it was a no. Well, yeah, Spirit did. Um, what did yeah, and, and it was uh, it was eighty one. It was uh, it was probably on, it was on a Sunday. The, the parochials used to play on Sundays. So Eustace would play at Pensacola High. Cam the Catholic would either play Farnham Park or play at Woodrow Wilson. 1981. I'm X amount of age. Yeah. 12-ish. My dad's scouting. We're going to see Wilson. We're going to see Wilson uh, Spirit. What's well, like Hickson says here, you know, for Holy Spirit, they didn't play last week, right, because of the St. Augustine deal. Yep. They come down. They got Wilson, Winslow, St. Augustine to close it out before the playoffs. So a loaded schedule. Yeah, there. a little bit of a gauntlet for them coming up there. So um, a little bit of a drive. Spirits a night team at Wilson. I think the sod on both fields is about equal, though. Right, but you're used to playing on Friday nights. <laughs> I mean, there's some. Whew. Right. You have the long cleats for those, buddy. Play at Spirit or you play at Wilson. You better. No, I get it. I get it. It's just you know, you get your your clocks used to playing on a certain time, doing certain things, and you know these teams who stay as day teams and continue to, you know, you get the extra day to prepare all you know throughout the season too, which is nice. Yeah. You know. Well, look, should be great action. I can't wait to see it on Saturday. See you there, Will Hickson. Make sure you save me a parking spot. Um, <laughs> We'll be right back after this. We're going to look at our TurnsvilleJeep.com game of the week. It's a big one, a big, big, big one. And we're going to have our best 11 rankings. And then we're going to let you guys go and dream about the power offense yourself. We'll be back right after this, just I promise. A, it's just the one play. Just the one play. It's power. It's, it's one, all built off that. It's one play. South Jersey Football Frenzy Show's presenting sponsor is TurnersvilleJeep.com. TurnersvilleJeep.com on Route 42 in Turnersville. Turnersville Jeep is proud to sponsor South Jersey High School football. Turnersville Jeep has a huge inventory of new Jeeps, Chryslers, Dodges, and Ram trucks, and a big inventory of pre-owned vehicles, plus an award-winning five-star service department. Drive a little, save a lot, at turnersvillejeep.com. They're located on Route 42 in Turnersville, or visit turnersvillejeep.com. Mac, turnersvillejeep.com, game of the week. You know what? A lot of times I, I sit there, I'm saying this last week, the hardest part for me is trying to figure out which shirt and tie and sweater I'm going to wear these games. I never want to get the color of one team and not the color of the other one. Friday night I don't have that problem. I'm wearing green because uh, Cedar Creek is going to Winslow. And mm -hmm. I can't wait for it. The Pirates are 7-0. I haven't seen them since the first weekend. Winslow's 5-1. and one. 
That game's at 7 p.m. at Winslow. Uh, the Eagles are coming off a bye. Cedar Creek doesn't have one until that, that extra week, I guess, in between the 29th. Um, should be a good one, and we're excited to have Tom Padgett with Jersey Gridiron Scout as a proud partner of this show, providing behind-the-scenes insight and analysis of local teams and prospects. Tom does a great job. His scouting service, Jersey Gridiron Scout, provides a platform for high school prospects. If you're looking for a, you know, you can fill out a free questionnaire, or your kids can, to kind of be put in a recruiting database there, jerseygridironscout.com for more information. Tom's kid's a good player, too. Got yeah, good hands. very good. Hey, good kicker. Yeah, very good kicker. In the end zone. Started at the 20. We've talked about it. We're not going to talk it. We've got, we're not going to talk kicking or punting. Right. Follow Coach Pagic at Coach Pagic, P-A-J-I-C, on Twitter for the latest updates and events. He does a great job. He's got a couple kids he want to make sure. He wants to reiterate. I think we mentioned some of these kids. He wants to reiterate how good they are. Hamas Durenz played well all season towards a playoff run for Winslow. He need, they needed him to step up and be more consistent. That's exactly what he's done this year. Great weapons, wide receiver Jacob Mitchell, Trey Simmons, Cam Miller, Trey Thorpe. Excellent running back, can be explosive. They're averaging 34.5 points a game. That's Cedar Creek defense. They've been limiting all types of action all year. They're really going to try to limit that big play. you got C.J. Resto, inside linebacker, three-year starter, sideline to sideline like you talked about, Mac. Kevin Doherty, 6'2". 220-pound senior, three-year starter. Malik Moore-Summers, junior, 6'1", 245, defensive tackle. Elijah Small at corner. He's not small. He's actually 6'3", 200 pounds, senior. Also wide receiver. Jojo Bermudez, senior, 5'10", 170, one of the best recruits in the state. Zach Rickey plays defensive back, wide receiver, 5'11", senior. Senior laden class here. Jamal Chapman, watch out for him at linebacker. J.D. Landesini at quarterback. Mac, Coach Padgett wants to know. Like, how many dudes are all over this field? <laughs> J.D. Landesini, 1,402 passing yards this season. Leads the state, 13 touchdowns, 65% completion percentage. Who's, the other, who's second in pass yards in the state right now? Second in the whole state? Leaders at 1,400? Yeah. Who's second? I know you know. I do know. You're going to give me a hint? Color He's going to be playing against them on Friday night. Uh, Hamas Durant. Oh, there you go. So how about that? There's right. a shootout. Number one and two. Possible shootout against two defensive loaded teams. What's going to, right? The immovable object <laughs> versus the force? Or what's, the, what's the saying? You, you, the immovable object the and the unstoppable force, I think. It is. Irresistible. I don't know. Yeah. Something's going to give, Rod. Something has something to give. Something is going to give. Something's got to give. Uh, something is going to give. And Cedar Creek has continued to answer the bell this year. Winslow lost that first game to Woodbridge, who's one of the best uh, teams in the state. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin alerts me, Landesini's now second. So Kevin's on top of that. Um, so I'm guessing Duran's third. Landesini's tops in South Jersey. Woodbridge won the best teams in the state. Winslow did not play to their expectation in that game. They lost it. This was, coincidentally enough, it was right after the Cedar Creek game when Cedar Creek uh, wiped the floor with Scotch Plains. But 
look, Winslow's gotten better each week. They've, they've had a couple close calls, a couple close shaves up at Farnham Park and, and Wilson down at Winslow. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how Cedar Creek has progressed during the year. I've been reading about them, watching clips about them. We talked to Coach James Melody last week on the show. Hey, man, this is a buckle your chin strap classic. This is one of, you know, the hidden yardage, right? You know, you're going to they're going to they're going to be battling back and forth. The scores are going to happen, you know, on the attrition I think in the second half, but um you know, both teams play defense well. Both kids, both I say kids, both squads get to the ball. Um both can cover. Um both defenses they're going to bring, you know, they're they're going to do a little bit of everything, right? Bring some pressure, play, you know, play play coverage. Um be like a little some power maybe maybe anybody who's at this game please you know, you remember run, this you can run power with quarterback too right offset the back there's he's the kick you know you just it's it's the same as and they're running the same stuff up front coach as we would say exactly please remember this guys if you're at this game take a selfie at the game that proves you were there and you get a free oil change at Turnersville Jeep for a week after the game Free oil change. All you have to do is take a selfie, prove you were there. I'll take it with you. Call me down from the stands. We'll get it done. As long as it's during a break in action. I don't want to miss a play of this game. It's going to be the best game around on Friday night. Um, also, I want to send our thoughts out to the family and friends of Bill Stoness. Bill passed away last Friday. He was the West Stefford High School football coach uh, for four years from 87 to 90, right before Clyde Folsom took over the program. Uh, Stonis also coached at other South Jersey schools, was, was a head coach of Paul VI, first stint there. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Bill. Our thoughts go to you, your family, and friends. And Nutley coach Steve uh, Gregorio also passed away. So and um, not a great couple days here uh, for, for coaches in New Jersey. Our thoughts go to all those. Great football guys. Good yeah, guys. Absolutely. Uh, the best 11 rankings here, Mac. You know, I don't know that we settled on number 11 before the show. But I'm thinking, let's see, let's see. This is real time here. All right. Number 11, Woodbury, the Thundering Herd. That stout defense, Jamie Otis, Coach Pearson, Anthony Reagan, all those guys over there, they got the herd swarming. Well, they're undefeated, right? They're undefeated. Have, have not lost, playing great defense. I mean, um, you know, they've, they've earned that 11. There you go. By hook or by crook, Woodbury, number 11. 10, Cherokee, back. Earning it, right? I mean, look look at their losses, right? St. Joe's, Overtime, Washington Township. Um, that's it. That's it, too. That's it. So, you know, they they kind of they slipped a little bit, moved back up, 10. Um, good spot for them. Number nine, Washington Township. Was impressed with them thoroughly last week. They got that blip on the radar against Kingsway. Bounced back in a big way. Again, the interview with Joe Nathan Silver. Find that from Sunday on this page. What a great kid. Delcy at number eight. Every week we say they just keep doing the same thing. They rolled past Cherry Hill West and just run eh. the ball, play defense, don't turn the ball over. Simple. Sal Marchese, John, John Oberg. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm going real back. Uh, another team like that right now, Ocean City. Uh, they're at number seven. Six, St. Joe. They're going up to Kingsway this week. Got a new field. For next season, St. Joe, congratulations again. Number five, Winslow. We're going to see them. See them against Friday night. It's five versus three, right? 
Five verse three. Holy Spirit comes in at number four. They go to Wilson. Right. Wilson's got a chance to say, hey, we should belong in this top, right? Yeah. You know, here you go, right? Your coach, you're sitting there, you know, you guys want to be in the top rankings of win. Yeah. Holy Spirit, number four. Cedar Creek at number three. Number two is Millville. And number one is St. Augustine. Those are the best 11 rankings. Um, it seems to get more difficult each week. We think we got it pegged. Something happens. Teams play. Something not just do they play, and somebody gets blown out, or, or there's some weird score, or whatever. But I think that's a pretty solid best eleven. I think one through, I think one through seven is yeah, one through eight is pretty firm. You know, nine, ten, eleven. Like you said, you got Township, Cherokee, Shawnee, Woodbury, Paulsboro, Wilson, Camden High is is getting closer. Yeah. I think that that is is kind of that Burlington Township on the Burlington cost. Township as well. Right. I mean, that's that that. You know, we don't we don't need to go to fifteen. That's we but we could probably rank how many think we could rank pretty probably close? do a top twenty, to be honest I with you. I think we'd go beyond that. Because they all play each other, so that's what balances it out. Yeah, we can get to twenty. But what, what do you put on your field? The best what? You That's why we came up that's why you came up with it. No, you, you did, Trevor. No, you did. Yeah, you, you said did. it's the best eleven. It's the best eleven on the field. That's how, that's how we always talk, right, Rod? That's, that's the right. best 11 out there. That's it. <laughs> that's right. That was Simple. hatched in a tiny office space with a crooked <laughs> picture of the Philadelphia Art Museum. Or the, I think that was straight. With, with tape on the camera. With tape on the camera. <laughs> Those were the days. Now we've advanced right. to whiteboards. Studio, studio to B. whiteboards. <laughs> right? Woo. Whiteboards because I'm not smart enough to use Rod's, Rod's technical equipment that he can do. <laughs> that's... Rod's technical equipment. Uh, the people who continue to let us come on here and make it possible, let's give a shout-out to them. Ricky Moriello at REMAX Community. If you're looking for real estate in the area, find Ricky and reach out to him. He's helping us out again this season. We cannot be more grateful for that. you need real estate in South Jersey, call 609-352-9476. And do you know someone who's making a positive impact in your South Jersey community? Email Sully, Sully at SouthJerseyImpact.com or call 856-336-2600 today with your story ideas for the most exciting new digital magazine in South Jersey. Sully's the creator of Glory Days. He brings us here, and he's been telling great high school sports stories for the past eight years. His company's branching out in a new direction now, featuring people, places, dining, entertainment, health and wellness, and so much more. Check out SouthJerseyImpact.com today. Excuse me. Also, the Hats Off podcast, Sunday morning. So whoever gets the hat in that Winslow-Cedar Creek game, we will have them on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. right here. We relive some of the action, too, around South Jersey. Look at some of the kids who are performing in the youth leagues, some of our college stars, what they're doing. Kind of get a grab on everything over some morning coffee. Now. Day, yeah, digs and rakes. That's probably be a fun night for them that night, right? <laughs> Big one. Goodness. Beating number one and happened to be Bama. Yeehaw. Yeah. I, you couldn't move on that field after that game. No, no. Right? No restrictions. No. You, th you, think, you think Texas A&M was worried about paying a fine? Not at all. No. They're like, <laughs> their AD's like. The boosters found they're, that they're pocket like, change. They, they weren't stopping the kids. In between it? their seat cushions. Right? You know what to do. It's Bama. There's oil. There's you, oil guys. Oh, my God. Well, you know, an oil guy walked through that locker before the game and <laughs> brought up some Bear Bryant stuff and said, boys, I got 250 right here. If you win, I'm paying the fine tomorrow. No problem. Anyway. Yeah. 
I'm a little, I'm a little punchy. My wife made a bolognese sauce today. That's fantastic. Oh, but, let me say this. Yeah, let me, me. Can, can I say this? It's perfect do. time Please for do. me to say this. I forgot last week. I have to thank your wife. She brought in the the uh, shrimp and grits. Right. It was amazing. I took it home and ate it. I couldn't eat it all that, that night. The but grits, the grits get. It's, it was a little thick. It's it got, rich, it got right? me. Yeah, it got me. So, but it, it filled me up. It was. Uh, it was amazing. I just wanted to uh, tell her thank you for bringing she, that she in. Does it, my, yeah, she's, she does it. She's. I'm a southern guy too, so you know. I, I know. You you know. Know. Big deal. Rod's a southern guy. Yeah. She makes. She likes the like the bolognese tonight. I'm driving here. My eyes are droopy a little bit. Like, that fills you up, right? You little. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yeah. My, she does a good job. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Matt. Yeah. Thank you. He got some. You got some. I, I didn't yes. get some. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to have this shrimp well, it was grits. delicious. It was Thanks good. to Tracy. Um, the, the Sunday morning show is brought to you by the Morristown Fieldhouse, where champions train and play. And a special thanks to Rod Self, as always, and his company, D2 Sports Network. Studio B here. Beautiful, awesome place, awesome facility to have a show. If you need a podcast, um, like I said, you want to book something, you and your buddies talking sports, uh, whatever else, fashion, music, politics, call Rod. He'll set it up. Um, Derek Moore Favor says early week, next week early preview about how the playoffs are shaping up. I think it's a good idea. I'm going to take a look at the PowerPoints, see who's going where. Should be good. Well, it's good. Next, next week's week, 4-2. Teams will have, a lot of teams will have their seventh game under their belt. Yeah. Yeah. You only eight count. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Be sure to share the show. We'll be available on streaming platforms as well for podcasts sometime soon um, for this week's show. Yeah, we'll say tomorrow morning. So thank you, guys. Enjoy a great weekend of football in South Jersey. We will enjoy it, and we'll be back next Wednesday at 7 p.m. right here. Glory Days Magazine's Facebook page. <laughs>